that I was reminded of when I was editing this, how, um, you know, on Saturday Night Live, how they had the NPR women. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I feel like when we start that we sound like them. And I actually, like, that's my persona when I say I am Holly Whitaker. Um, <laughs> awesome. I'm just like, this is weird. Yeah. And this is home podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. So this is our fourth podcast. Mm-hmm. It is. And the first time we're doing it during the day. Yeah, right. It's a little bit more rough for me because it's, it's kind of early. Um, right. How are, you? how are you? Much easier, right? Much easier than doing it at the end of the day. Um, somewhat. Like there's something nice about doing it at the end of the day. Um, but I also... Today's, you know, it's a Sunday and it's been a slow moving weekend, which has been awesome. And yeah, I, I dig the morning. Like I'm still on a good caffeine buzz right now. Nice. <laughs> I just spent a bunch of time writing and I'm, I'm ready to chat. Good. Good. Nice. So your weekend's been lovely. It has. It's been, um, it's been a weekend without my daughter. She comes back today and I, you know, I do enjoy the, the time and the space. Like I really have grown to love uh, kid-free, uh, other human-free <laughs> free, <laughs> free time. <laughs> We've talked about this. Like I've become, I've become a little bit of a loner and I kind of dig it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really great thing to talk about. I, um, especially because today we're talking about friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have, I have as well. I have as well. And, you know, I have really come to enjoy being, not being alone, but I've really come to enjoy the time the, the what comes with being alone. Um, those, mm-hmm. you know, those moments of, of, digging into books or this weekend I spent um, a lot of time on my Duolingo app learning Italian and I read, I finished a book and I started another book and I wrote a lot and, you know, I, I'm going to go have coffee with, with a friend and, and after we do this, but there's just, oh God, there's just something that's so delicious about spending time in, in, you know, my inner world. And Mm-hmm. For me, I've done this for a couple of years now and it's getting, you know, the, the expiration on it's getting close. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of feeling this very, very big calling to, to be much more social, but mm-hmm. that I, it's not, I don't want to say isolation. Isolation sounds like it's something bad, but that, right. like, that, like that just deeply personal time where before I would try and pass and yes. numb myself out to not be in is actually the thing that I treasure and value the most. Totally. Yeah, it is. It's not isolation. Like that's dangerous or, you know. Um, what is, what's the difference though? Like, can we talk about that? Like I've heard before, yeah. like it's my isolation is tendencies. And, you know, I, I just thought that that was introversion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think isolation to me is, huh, this is interesting. It's isolation, um, there might not tangibly be any difference. Like you can be at home and be, you know, relishing in your alone time, watching a movie, reading a book or doing nothing at all. And it'd be great. And you can, but I know I'm isolating when I'm, I'm, it's like another cope, you know, it's like coping with or not facing something or not dealing with something or not wanting to put myself out there. It, it, there's like some fine line that you cross. And I know, and I guess the difference is isolation tends to feel really sad um, and not, not in a healthy way. It's like, I'm, I'm definitely um, walling myself away from the rest of the world. And whereas being alone and, and enjoying it is like the 
oh my God, there's often nothing like I adore the weekends that I have my, my daughter. I mean, they're not, it's not, they're not blissfully perfect by any stretch, but they're not, they're really nice and I love it. And I love her and obviously and all that, but there is like nothing sweeter than the, the, the click of a door when you are suddenly all alone and you just like your psyche needs that quiet. It's like magic. Yeah. Yeah. Now I remember last, last year when I quit my job, I, I spent, you know, between five and six months, a little over five months out of my apartment. Um, and at the mercy of, uh, of strangers and not strangers, Mm -hmm. friends, (laughs) strangers. Um, I was couch surfing. Yeah. I was in Italy for, for, uh, like a month and a half of it. And then I stayed at, um, between, you know, it was a two, pretty much two friends for the brunt of it. Um, but I just remember I, I, you know, I, I left from sleeping on a couch one night. I took a bus and like a 10 hour bus down to LA, stay with my sister and her family, slept in my 13 year old niece's bed. And then I got back to, I took another bus to, to Fresno. And I just, I remember like just this, there was this moment of being, my mom was in Hawaii and Mm -hmm. I got to her house and no one was there. And it was like mm-hmm. the first time in months that I had just had like my own domain. And there's just, oh God, oh I think it was the God. happiest. I'd, I know. <laughs> it was like the happiest I'd ever been. <laughs> I was, well, I watched TV in my underwear and I ordered uh-huh. pizza and oh God. Anyway. I know. I know. Um, yeah, this is actually perfect because it's leading right up to... What we want to talk about. What we want to talk about, which is friendships and how friendships change in sobriety and how, you know, our experience with that, how we've kind of navigated it. And right. That's what we want to Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, just this will be, this is, you know, Laura and I are still figuring this stuff out and, and, and the flow of this, of this podcast. And this, I feel like is such a meaty, subject there's so many things that I could get into and and I know you can get we into We both have a ton of topics that we want to talk about but this seemed to be like yeah I, I want to get into this one now and um and it's also a little you know it's a little precarious for me to Why why is it precarious for you this is that's a the second time and I'm curious about that and I'm wondering if I'm forgetting something if our experiences are just different but but what feels precarious Um because I, why is it precarious? I feel like it's, um, I don't want to, you know, I haven't really talked about it. I haven't talked about it on my blog. I haven't really talked about it. Um, there are a lot of friends that I had when I was drinking and, and that doesn't mean it was just because I was drinking. It's just that, you know, periods of time in my life where I, where I was drinking, which was every period of my life up until about, you know, a year ago that I had in my life. And now that I, that I don't have in my life. So I guess it kind of makes me nervous to talk about because I don't, you know, I want to make sure, I don't know. It's just, you I'm trying to sure what I, I guess I just want to, um, it, I guess it's precarious because I want to be honest about it and I don't, but yet I don't want to, um, I don't know. I, I think it's precarious for me because I, I, I don't really talk about it. We haven't even really talked about it that much. Oh. And, and I'm really like figuring out that just, you know, now there are relationships that are coming back into my life and there's some really harsh and scary and, and a big feelings around I had around my friendships when I went to get sober and a lot of like resentments that I had or fears that I had or, you know, projections that I put on people that I realized were really just projections. And it's, um, it's just, it's a big subject. It's big. Yeah. And it also kind of sounds like your story is still being written with some of these friendships and maybe talking about it. Um, might not be you might be talking about something that still hasn't has totally. still hasn't been written and that's also scary mm-hmm. um totally yeah. and you know th- there's the part of me i think it rear it um it brings up the part of me that is really afraid of um of uh judgment you know in the in the 
in the where I've come miles and miles and miles on on that. Um, it it definitely brings up that part of me that's you know that worries about that judgment from those who judgment. Um, yeah, that the part of me that cares a lot what other people think, and um, I realized in a lot of cases I haven't really explored aspects of you know what it is now that we're talking about it and figuring it out you know there's a whole process in in AA um about around making amends and I haven't gone through that step yet and I I know I have a lot of amends to make and especially around you know with friends and friendships and it makes me a little anxious you know that's interesting. So, I mean, I obviously did not work the steps and I have the whole amends thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, it's so funny because I've not done it. It was actually the part of me. And this is the part where I was like, of course, this is going to be my ego speaking. But there was, <laughs> there's this part of me, this very big part of me that just doesn't want to go back to some places that like mm-hmm. I have released and processed them in with with my heart and and in 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 I guess the space that feels safe for me and for what mm-hmm. what I what I needed for myself there you know there's I you know I have to I have to caveat this with I didn't do anything to anybody that was ever horrible I mean I you know drunk texted some men when I was angry and mm-hmm. I you know for sure lied to people and I fell out of people's lives and um but I you know there was just there was nothing I felt I needed to really go up to somebody and say, you know, I didn't feel like I needed to write out a list of every wrong I had ever done because Mm -hmm. I had used the principles of Course in Miracles as I was going through this. And I just, there was the, the peace for me came from, from knowing that everyone tries their best and that everyone Mm -hmm. is doing their best. And I didn't hold grudges against, you know, I mean, the grudges against people and what had been done to me had fallen away so, so right. much. And there was, I wasn't holding myself and I wasn't holding myself in guilt over things that I had done. I had, I think I had really truly come to understand why everything had happened the way that it had. And right. I felt, I still feel, and I'm sure there's lots to be said about this, but I still feel deeply like I just didn't want to go up and, you know, like Tommy Rosen wrote about this, how he went to some guy that he had stolen $20 from years and years and years before. And I mean, I just, I remember like when I was, when I was 11 years old that I was on a vacation with my family and I stole probably like 60 bucks out of my mom's purse. Um, to go and eat Mexican food with my friend Stephanie. And I remember thinking about that and thinking, do I go back to my mom and give her $60? Because when I was 11 and a kid, I stole $60 from her. And I, you know, and so for me, that felt, that felt like that was not, that, 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 that that was not helping me, that that was not really, you know, going around and telling everyone, you know, all the shitty things that I'd ever done and, you know, to me, that was not part of my healing process and, you know, from where I stand today and, you know, and how I, how I operate in this world and who I am today, there's just, there was no need to take, to go back to the things I had done before and release them. Well, that, yeah. I mean, (laughs) right. And, and in there, this is a really deep, you know, there's a lot we could, we could talk about this for a long time too. And I think it's worth touching on, but um, there is, you know, I, my story differs in, in that I did some, I did some things that were, were really awful. And, mm-hmm. and it's not a matter of carry, you know, of a to- of feeling guilt and like, oh, I need to release this guilt on someone else. I, I need to free myself of it. It's really, um, it's sort of the same process that you, it's, it's accountability, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, it's, it's having the willingness to say, I recognize my part in this. And that mm-hmm. is very much a course in miracles. That is very much, you know, um, not just that it doesn't have any, you know, it's not specific to addiction or alcoholics or whatever. It's, you know, that is a, I think that's atonement when Marianne Williamson talks about it. That's, um, you know, keeping, it's keeping your side of the street clean so that you 
aren't, you don't carry around resentment so that you can look at yourself and say, and, and feel compassion and love, but also recognize, you know, you have a part, like you had a part. And I, I, I'm all, I'm total with you. You know, I don't think there's any need to go back to, um, to your 11 year, you know, your mom, uh, and say, you know, I'm so sorry for taking money from you so I could have Mexican food. But there are things that, you know, to me, it kind of goes to the, to the issue of trauma. Like we can inflict trauma on ourselves. Right. And, and that can be, you know, this, the process can be really healing and just allow you to digest that those traumas, no matter how big or small. And I I use trauma because we talk about it. You and I talk, talk about it a lot and how, how small it can be and how massive it can be. You know, it can be something significant like sexual abuse and it can be, you know, Sean Korn said, had this great story about how when the first time she had a balloon pop, first time she had a balloon and then the balloon popped, it was really traumatic for her. So um, it can be really insignificant too. But um, I think it's a, it's a, it is a radical um, sort of process for, for anybody to go through really that self-examination and I know for me, I mean, I'm terrified of doing it, but I'm becoming more and more terrified over time because like you, I don't feel like I'm this shitty person. You know, yeah. I, can, I can see that I absolutely did the best that I can, but I can also see the value in recognizing, just especially to certain people, my part and having the opportunity to say, you know, to, to, to bring it out into the light and apologize and then move on. Yeah, and I go back to I and mean, there's some heavy stuff that we're talking about. I think we should we should skip and probably come back to this at another time. But I have a literally visceral reaction to because I think so for me, I think there's so much masculinity that's woven into the steps. I really do. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have apologized to everybody for everything that I've ever done over and over and over. Oh, because over you're a woman? Absolutely. Because by the by yeah. the time, you know, we apologize for everything. You know, there wasn't there wasn't a thing I didn't apologize for being or doing or having or, you know, and so I think for me, I just get into this in my mind. It still feels so very like, oh, please forgive me of these, you know, and I think, I think, you know, my side of the street, you know, is, 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 is incredibly clean. I think that that's all I've done is work to, is to work to move through this world without creating more shit. And right. But you, but you can say that now that you're in sobriety, like I'm sure two years ago, you did not feel like your side of the street was clean. Like you, you didn't go through the 12 steps, but you went through your own process of no, my shit stank. I had, but it also was, you know, my, but it also was very, it, it stank very personally, meaning yeah. my list of grievances were things that I had more than anything done to myself. My list of grievances were not lists of things that I had, I had done to other people. And, you know, I had inflicted, I had inflicted quite a bit of pain on my, on, on myself. And I had, I had given myself away to many people for a very long time. This is not to say that I didn't have toxic relationships or I hadn't done shitty things, you know, in the end I I could barely show up to family events. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I was, I was, I guess I, I was very isolative at that time. And I did lie uh, to friends about not being able to make things. And, you know, I, I mean, I just, but the the you know the bulk of the of the of the damage um, had been directed towards you know killing myself, not killing other people, and so yeah. I my list was not it didn't have Sally, Bob, you know, Craig, whatever. It had you know Holly, Holly, Holly. You know, I yeah. I had been I had been very very terrible to myself, and I had I had cheated and, and pained myself deeply. Yeah. I, I, and I think we, we probably want to shift after that, but I, after this, but I, um, I mean, a lot of people, that's not their story. You know, there are real things that happened uh, to, to other people. And I, you know, I, 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 that's part of my story and I've, there's a lot worse and there's, um, you know, you see people that go through, you know, go to prison and have, for, you know, committing significant crimes against people. So, so I agree, but it also, but just as like, just to, you know, counter that point too, like it is, but it also as as many people as there might be that 
that my story doesn't align with, there might be just as many people that it does align with. And totally. So, no. Which is why we both have this, <laughs> this very different experience, right? And we can hold the space for, for people that identify with you and people that identify with me. Right. Cause I felt, cause it is, it's a big deal. I've felt for a very long time, like that whole, you know, like not doing that part of it and, you know, is, is means there's something wrong with me. Like I'm just still in denial over something. And mm. it truth is it just was not highly applicable to me. It just wasn't. Right. And, right. Um, no, that's exactly why we're talking <laughs> because it's, it, it is it, both are equally important and, you know, relevant. And, you know, I think I want to say too, one last thing, like I, it's not this like altruistic process as I view it either. It's very much about freeing myself. No, (laughs) I agree. I, you know, I understand. And I, I will say, I mean, it's not as, and it's also not as if I didn't apologize to people for things I had done, you know, but I, you know, my, I, I had a boss at one point who, I was terrible to her. And when I was in Italy last year, I had, I had kept on having dreams about her and I, mm-hmm. I picked up my phone and I texted her like probably in the middle of the night, you know, back here. And I just was like, I am so sorry for X, Y, Z, you know, and, and because, you know, to release, to release me, right. Really, truly to release me because it was, because you, yeah, ultimately, you have, right. You have no idea what the reaction is going to be. And oftentimes those things don't go very well, but you've, you know, the idea is that you've extended your, your hands and then you can, you can leave it. You can, yeah. you can leave it behind. So anyway, this obviously, oh, I know it's so good. <laughs> I'm like, I want to talk. Um, no, but I think, I think this is, I think this is, you know, kind of a great way to kind of move in and in, into what we're talking about today, which is, uh, how we, you know, our experiences in moving through our friendships and, Mm -hmm. and our experiences in changing friendships and our experiences, you know, navigating, you know, not so much just our social lives, but really our social structures and social support systems as we move from our circles as we moved from having, you know, and I think both of us can very, you know, I, I, I can easily say that most of my circle was a drinking circle. Mm-hmm. And now my circle is is not. And how did that happen? And how did it feel? And what was what was yeah. it all about? Yeah, I mean, do you want to just do you want to start to talk about it? And just you know, you're 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 two years out of, of you know two just, and a half, and actually almost. Oh my god, three. that happened. Yeah, that happened, and and on, almost almost three October October. 2012 was when I, you know, October 20 something, 2012 was when I first stopped drinking. Yeah. And, and started. And so that started to shift, you know, at that time, even though you, yeah. you went back, you absolutely. Yeah. So, so talk about it. Like talk about, um, you know, were, were you, was that a concern for you when you went to get sober? Like what was your, was your orientation around your friends? Yeah. So, um, so I worked, I, you know, I worked at a company that was, had a very young culture and I had for years had been in, in a, you know, lived in, in, in drinking cities. And I, I had this entire mentality of work hard, play hard. And so it was, it was not just even my social life. It was my everything, um, mm-hmm. everyone that I, I really had in my life outside of my family was, were drinkers. And uh, almost, not almost, all, all social events that I was part of were drink-centric. And so for me, I, I talked about this when you interviewed me. I was so, I was so done. I was so done. And I was also, because I read Alan Carr's Easy Way, you know, I had this major mind flip. I just, I just saw drinking very differently, very quickly. Like, Oh God, like this, I just saw it all of a sudden as not being, not being a cool thing to do. I saw it as a very pedestrian thing and a very, and and it's kind of funny because, um, this would, this, this really, truly, um, this, it it was a very empowering choice to make for me to not drink. Yeah. And for you, like you, you, that's, I think one of the biggest, most fascinating as you know, differences in our stories for me is you came at from this empowering stance and that that's got to, you know, 
to change your story about your friendships. So anyway, continue. Yeah, well, I mean, it did because I had been holding on to drinking for so long because it was it was how it was so important to me to to have it was the only way I could imagine having friendships. I couldn't, I thought if I stopped drinking, I would lose it all. I mean, I have to be very clear about that. I was in Mexico with my, my best friend and he, he's still a very close friend of mine, but it was his 40th birthday party. And he was talking about someone that wasn't there because he had a drinking problem and he just couldn't do events like that anymore. And I just, that's just like, I, my blood ran cold and I was just Mm. like, that's my future. Not being able to come to things like this, not being able to, you know, sit in an infinity pool in Mexico because I couldn't be around a party. And, um, and then when I was in, you know, very, and shortly after that, I was in Costa Rica with a girlfriend and the same thing. I just was like, this is it. This is coming to an end. And then, um, and, and not only that, like, I'm going to have to go with them now, you know, like I could just in my mind, see this like this invisible line and all these people on the other side, like waving at me, like jump over here, you know, like, and, (laughs) and so I had that. And then that whole, that book just, just snapped me into, you know, really realizing I, I could actually, I could, I didn't have to flee the scene. I could actually stay in my own life. And so when I stopped that's, drinking, that's huge. Like, I just Oh God, because that's, that's, that's huge. Like that, that flip, um, right there takes a lot of people real like self-included a long time. And it's, it's a painful hit. I don't know. And I just like, I don't know how it happened because I had spent my whole life drinking to fit in and doing things to fit in. I never wanted to be the other girl. I never did. And I don't know what happened. I just don't. I think a lot of it had to do with the stuff I'd had to do in my career. I had jumped into a really big position at work and I had had to do really unpopular things. And Mm -hmm. I had, I had started, you know, not only that I had been promoted to a director and I had, you know, gone through that promotion with a lot of, you know, like one of my friends was like, you have to wear different dresses to Christmas parties now. And you have to, you know, you have to act differently (laughs) because you're a director. And I just, and you're a leader. And I just like, there was something that came from that while I was still drinking that was like, fuck that shit. I don't want to fucking, you know, <laughs> totally change who I've, what's gotten me here to be the next level. And so I kind of defied that with a big fucking middle finger and mm-hmm. even started dressing more promiscuously at work and, you know, and, 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 you know, so I just, I think there had been a building sense of like, fuck this shit. And then when I read that book and I just was like, this is terrible. I, um, I stopped, there was something that flipped in me that just stopped caring, not to the full extent, because I'll, I'll talk about that. But like, there was just, there was a big fuck you. I'm not doing this anymore. And so right. I literally, I showed up at, at you know, I showed up at, a, at an event and I just was like, I don't drink now. And I was, you know, I was kind of bored. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, what do you do? You know, when everyone else around you is getting drunk, you know, and I had five totally. Diet Cokes. And, but I also have to say, I didn't feel other. I felt, I felt progressed. I felt right. like I don't have to do this anymore. Not like I can't do this anymore. And that's where a big disenfranchisement comes when I read these memoirs, because a lot of times there is just a very, um, there's very sad story, which is a very real story, which is for very many people of this huge, huge grievance over mm-hmm. what, um, what out al- of, of losing alcohol. And, and I right. just didn't, I didn't have that grievance. I didn't want anything to do with it. And, um, and so I, yeah. I was, I wanted my voice and I, I still want my voice to remain like, Mm, you know, like, you know, it can, it doesn't, it doesn't always look like that. And that doesn't say that everyone will have my experience, but it is to say that, that there are some people that can have, can have that experience. Oh my God. No, I mean, I, I, you know, from my standpoint, you know, we've talked about this, you, you had that experience because this is who you're supposed to be. You know, this is your, your, you're this voice and that I just see, what happened with you is just so obviously going to be the, the progression and the, and the story because of who you are today. And, um, I think that having that voice, even if it's, even if it's so different than what the experience is, that in itself is of, 
such value. And, and it was to me because it's like, oh, you know, maybe I don't have to believe this story. I'm telling myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I, I, I got, you know, there's first like anger, like what the fuck? That is not how I experienced it. And that's just not, I don't identify, but in, in, as I've continued down this path, it has definitely helped me um, and, and helped me to help other people because it just shines such light on how we, we tend to we tend to experience things. We can't, we don't know if we're experiencing things because it's actually how we're experiencing them or if we experience them because that's what we, um, are told. we're told the experience is supposed to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, so both, so both, you know, all, all views are like just so valuable. Um, I agree. I agree. so, so what, like when you, you know, so you, you are in this job and you, we talked about your story and sort of what happened, but what, what was, you know, after you got through that, that part and you, you felt, you know, like you were doing something that was progressive for you and um, you didn't, you know, what, what happened then with your friendships? Like what happened after that? Well, I mean, I started, I stopped drinking for 60 days and I didn't really tell anybody like I had a problem with it and my friends just went along with it. I, you know, I had, a, I had one of the conversations that sticks out, two conversations stick out in my mind during this period. One was with a friend who I was breaking it to her <laughs> on uh-huh. the phone. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm not drinking anymore. I think it's forever. And uh, we had, you know. Isn't that funny that you, you feel like you're, I mean, I've had, we'll talk about, I've had a lot of those where I feel like I'm. I'm really, I'm upset. Like, I feel like I'm going to be breaking up with someone and I don't want to do it. I know. I know. And I, and I didn't want to have this conversation because this person was so important to me. And yet I knew so much of our friendship revolved around, you know, our behavior, our relationship with alcohol. And so told her, and then I, we were talking and I paused the phone. I said, Oh, hold on. I get I got to light my joint. And she goes, (laughs) Oh, thank God. And she was like, you're still smoking pot. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, of course I'm still smoking pot. And and at that (laughs) time, I just didn't have any plan to quit smoking pot. And she said, okay, that makes us, she's like, you're still, we're still good then. That, okay, thank God. And I just- Oh my God. But, but you, but I get it. I would have said the same thing to her. Like, okay, we can still go out and still, you know, we can still have our, our days, you know, Berkeley and we can still, you know, go and, you know, smoke joints and go to bars or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that was big. And then, and, and telling, and then, um, you know, and then I just, I had another experience where I, um, where I had a friend I was meeting out and I had been to bars for, you know, two nights in a row going to birthday parties. And I just, it was a third night and I had told, she knew I had, this friend knew I had been to bars the last couple nights. And she was like, yeah, let's meet at the bar across the street from your house. And the bar across the street from my house is a bar that does not serve food. And I said, no, I'm not interested in doing that. You know, I want right. to go some, like, can we go someplace where I can actually like eat? <laughs> and, um, she was just like, I thought that you fucking, I thought you could fucking go to bars. Like Whoa. what's the deal with you being able to go to bars the last two nights and you can't do it tonight. And I was like, I don't want to, I, those were parties and she, and we didn't end up meeting. And that was kind of, that was, you know, a fair turning point in our yeah. relationship. So, so there was that. And then, you know, and then I started drinking again. And the night I started drinking again, my buddy who I was going to Italy with, who God love him, has been one of the biggest supports in my, you know, he's, he let me, he was one of my couch surf angels and he's, he's been a a godsend. But the night that I started drinking again, he, I was going to Italy with him and, and in June the next year. And he says, like, thank God you're drinking again. I was, I was kind of concerned about whether or not, you know, I was thinking maybe Italy wasn't going to work. Oh, I know. That like hurts my heart. I know. It just, it just hurts my heart. I, cause I, I get it. Oh. And, and that stuck with me a lot actually, um, because he was so important and because mm-hmm. I had thought it wasn't a big deal with him. 
Mm-hmm. And there we are taking shots of whiskey in his kitchen and around, you know, like 30 of my friends were all drinking. And I just remember like, oh, it was a big, like, it was like, oh, okay, it was a big deal, guys. Like the, I get it. It was, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just. It wasn't the, the <laughs> right, right. Like you realize that you realize that it, that, that, that it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And even for people that said, you know, that's cool. It's not a big deal. It's like, it still is. Yeah. Um, so that, that, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to say like there's, I could, I could probably talk for five hours about it, but just to kind of quicken it, you know, the story goes, I started drinking again and then I, I stopped and that next time that I stopped, I like in both times I kept on going forward with my life and I just, I didn't make any drastic changes, but my friendships just went away. They mm-hmm. did. And some went away in such painful ways that I can't even begin. You know, some were just so hideously cruel and, and not the person themselves, but just in the way that it went away. I just, there were times where I just died because I, I was a people pleaser and I did want to be liked by everybody. Mm-hmm. I still have that in me today. It's not something that ever goes away. It mutes, but I just, um, I died. Like some were just so painful, but at the same time, um, you know, I was reading, I was reading Anne Dowsett Johnston's book. I just finished it this morning and she had this mm-hmm. quote in it and said, the world emptied, you know, the world's <laughs> emptied but it emptied so that things could come in and, and I'm, I'm misquoting it, but my friendship world emptied. It just, it bottomed out. And it's like, I can literally see them all falling away and I can, you know, and the cruel remarks that came along with it and the, you know, the uncomfortable things and some of the beautiful, big, delicious things that came with it. But right. I, I was going to say, like, you could, there's also, I mean, you've, what's the positive been, you know, like you've, you, you're still friends with. A lot of my friends. Yes, I am. I'm still friends with a lot of people that were there before. This is, you know, like, but I don't want to underplay the fact that it was desperately painful and and Mm. and also there was like a changing of the guard but I have more friends than I know what to do with today um all of my friends know who I am and not only do they love the girl that doesn't drink they love the girl that is you know outspoken and that has you know like I have a lot of friends that still drink you know and they and my my point of views and my mission and my work and and who I am pretty much fully expressed and you know like doesn't give a fuck they love that girl and I have the most I celebrate today the friendships that aren't really like that I'm not afraid are going to go away I celebrate today friendships that I know are here to stay for ever. And that is, you know, and some of them were there from before for sure. But like, I, I have no, I don't have to be anything, but exactly who I am and I am loved. And that is, that is what the, you know, that is what comes out on the other side of it, which is having people that actually see me for who I am without the smoke and mirrors Mm -hmm. and are still, they like that thing that's underneath. And and yeah, so yeah. I mean, so did you? Do you feel like um, there's a, there's a piece you wanted to? Oh, so what about like you know how were you before when you were drinking with people who didn't drink? <laughs> did you have oh. friends that didn't drink? <laughs> no, that would have been boring. I would have never done that. <laughs> I know. Oh. I just know. I, I mean, I want to turn that back to you, but I'll just say very quickly. Um, I was just like, I mean, I, that line, I don't trust somebody that doesn't drink. I should have had that like, just, you know, tattooed on my arm. It was just, I, you know, I just like, I, I told, I announced at a very, you know, when I was 25, I, my boyfriend and I were, um, no, 23, because it was my first boyfriend. Um, my very, my long-term love, uh, he and I, we're drinkers. And we told my family that we were, I was just like, well, you know, um, I won't use his name. I'll call him, um, Bill. It's like Bill and I are drinkers, you know? And I remember my family, like just to my family, like, you know, and we keep drinking company. And that was me. I was a drinker and I kept drinking company and people that didn't drink. I just, eh, 
you know, what are we going to do? So what about, I mean, I, I'd love to hear, I'd love for you to answer that question, but then I'd also like to kind of ask you the same things that we just, that I went through, but, but what about you? Did you? Um, no, <laughs> not at all. Definitely not. And, you know, I can see how, I mean, not only did I not have friends, it wasn't an accident. You know, I didn't have friends that didn't drink. I, I didn't want that at all. You know, I didn't want to, okay, that's not true. I would say I have, I had a couple friends in my life that didn't drink, but they were people that I drank with heavily, heavily, heavily before and had gotten sober. And I kept, you know, I, I've turned to them when I was in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wouldn't have gone, I mean, I wouldn't have spent time with them. Like, (laughs) that's so terrible, but I just wouldn't have, you know, I wasn't into it. So, but yeah, to go, to go back, where did we start? Well, I mean, I think you just, you know, you just kind of asked me like what, you know, what was the, what were your friendships like, like before? And what was it, you know, I mean, I guess I don't even need to ask you the same question as me. What I'd like to ask you is, you know, what, what, you know, cause I don't know this about you. It's funny. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about this. Um, but what, what were your friendships like before and what, you know, I guess like what, what's the transition been like for you? I, I feel yeah. like, I mean, do you, you know, you're, you're, you're 10 months sober now mm-hmm. and you, but you've been working on, on sobriety for, for almost two years. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm just curious of like, what's, what's that been like with your friendships? What, you know, I mean, just tell the story. Yeah. Um, so I, I had, I've always had a lot of friends. I've always relied really heavily on my friendships, Um, especially when I moved to Boston because I didn't have any family here. My friendships became my family. And um, I, you know, I, I placed my friends up at the very top of the list, you know, and, and to the point where it's been noted, you know, by my mom and by my ex-husband and like, you know, not as in it's always so bad, but your friends are a really big part of your life. Like, wow. You know? Um, and then towards the end of my drinking, I, um, I didn't have, I certainly didn't have friends that didn't drink, but I had started to, you know, my friends had called me on my drinking many times, you know, long before it was long before I started to, to face the idea of quitting. I mean, even in my early twenties, I was always the friend that, that didn't, you know, nobody wanted to take care of because, or go out with and take care of because someone would always have to take care of me, you know? And it was kind of a funny haha thing, but it wasn't really that funny. And, you know, towards the end, it was like, I had, I had burned some pretty big bridges with friends or at least caused them, um, some deep frustration and some, you know, I, there were a lot of instances where I just either annoyed the fuck out of them or I, you know, did some kind of stupid shit. And it was, I, I was so terrified to have those conversations. And so I didn't, you know, and when we start, when we're talking about amends, that's what I mean. Like there were a lot of things that I just haven't, the friendships that I just haven't um, turned back to because I don't know how yet, you know, my orientation is always that I'm the one who's done something wrong. You know, a lot of people in, in, in AA, um, at, at least in, in those rooms talk about, you know, my, I always thought everybody, everybody else was the problem. And I always thought that I was the problem. So I took the blame for everything. And, um, as far as my friendships go, I, um, I, I had a lot of friends that were really, I was really, really dear with. And, you know, you grow up too, like as you grow up and you get married and you have kids and people move on and things change. When I went through my separation and divorce, that naturally like cleaved my friendships in a lot of places where I didn't, you know, that had nothing maybe to do with my drinking, but had a lot to do with, with that. And, um, but, but my, me getting sober fell right on the heels of my separation. So those two things together really broke me. Um, and I found myself to suddenly, really suddenly, it felt like be, I used to be this person with a big circle of friends. 
And I suddenly felt like, holy shit, like I, who, I don't know who, who do I have, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, my, my first thought was I'm going to be boring and, you know, who's going to ever want to hang out with me? Like all, I realized pretty quickly that, 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 99% of the activities that my friends and I did together were around drinking. I mean, we didn't really hang out without that. And that wasn't to say we weren't, you know, close or anything, but there was, there's something to be said for just the, the filter or the you know, lubrication of booze constantly there that you never really get past a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so that became, you know, and I also realized like, I don't have any, I don't know who to talk to about this. I had some friends that I went to with it and that were so cool and so great. And I'm so, you know, thank God. And I'm so, I'm so grateful that you're, that you're doing this for yourself. And I fully support you. I did have that but I, I had a lot of friends that I just didn't talk to about it because A, I didn't want to, or B, I didn't think they would understand, or C, we, our friendships were already in a not a good state at that point anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really, it was a really, really rough part of the journey for me. Um, and not because people... I I projected a lot onto what people would think, you know, that was not probably not fair or true, but it's what happens. Cause you, I cared so much about it. You assume other people care about it too. And I had a lot of people that, um, a lot of friends that, you know, they stopped asking me to go to stuff Yeah, because, (laughs) because it's a drinking thing. And, you know, they were probably being like kind and just saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to ask her, but it hurt, <laughs> you know, it hurt to not be asked and to see pictures on Facebook or to hear about it and just be like, fuck, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that stuff. And, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have gone anyway, but just, but that is, that is, there's something to be said about that. I mean, I've experienced that to such large degree and I've had friends like that. I, you know, very well-meaning friends that are just like, I didn't think you'd want to go to that, you know, like, mm-hmm. or even make plans right in front of me, you know, I'll meet you at the bar, you know, and you know, it's just, yeah. I mean, that's, I think there's that, like, there's that sensitivity towards it, but it's, it's also, you know, kind of compounded, like, do they just not want me around because I'm not as exciting anymore? Or- <laughs> right. Totally. And, you know, I would say in, in most of the cases, it wasn't about them not wanting me around. It was just, you know, people are unsure of like how to deal with it. And when it, you know, they're not, when it comes down to it, like they're going to do everyone's, you know, they want to drink, they want to do the things that they, they had always been doing and they should be able to and, and whatever. But I, the reality was I, I tried to keep doing all the things as I had done them before to Mm -hmm. go out to the bars and do parties. And I suffered. Like it just wasn't fun for me. And not even that it wasn't fun. It was just really hard. It made me anxious. I didn't have a good time. I wasn't, I was uncomfortable. And, um, and that made me really fucking depressed, you know? So did it, can I ask you, did it make you, was it hard to go out? Did it like, you know, that some people just won't, you know, like it's a trigger and they feel like they can't do it. Was that the case for you or what was it that made it so hard? Oh yeah. I didn't want to do things sober. I just yeah. didn't. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you know, my choice was very much, you know, it was very different than yours in that I didn't feel like this was, um, I wasn't psyched about it. I wasn't, I didn't feel empowered by it. I felt like I had been dealt this card that I did not want. Yeah. And I was deeply, deeply sad about it. And, um, you know, I had to go to a wedding. There were a couple weddings really early on in my sobriety. And one of them I didn't stay sober for actually like snuck drinking because Mm -hmm you know, and, and one of them I did say sober for because my husband was there and, um, you know, we were separated at the time, but he knew I wasn't drinking and I just 
gritted my way through it, you know, and white knuckled my way through it and it sucked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, and everyone can sit there and say, you know, it's not that big a deal. We don't care. It's fine. You know, but, but you, the person who is, who, the, you know, for me, like alcohol had been every, it had been everywhere and in every part of my life for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know how to be, I didn't know how to be. And it sucked and I was uncomfortable and I, you know, it was early, early sobriety. It's fucking, it's brutal. And so, yeah, it wasn't that it was a trigger. I mean, everything was a trigger. It wasn't like, uh, I felt comfortable and then all of a sudden, Oh, I want to go drink. It was like, um, it was much more heavy than that. It was just like, this is really painful. Um, yeah. And then feeling embarrassed about that. Just like, it's just, it's just a, what the fuck? Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to have friendships? How, what am I going to do? You know, I remember my dad, um, I I had to go to a meeting. I didn't have to, I, it was a Saturday night in the middle of winter. And, um, there was a meeting in my town that Saturday night, which I've since grown to love and look forward to. But I had nothing to do. I felt as though the world had shut down and I had nothing to do. I didn't know. I didn't want to stay home. I was too miserable. I was too, you know, I was holed up. I didn't have, I couldn't go out with friends. Uh, I did. I felt like there was no other option. My dad texted me and said, what are you doing tonight? And I said, I'm going to a meeting. What else could I, what else would I do? Mm-hmm. And I was bawling when I said that, you know, just like tears. And he said a lot of things. And I just, Mm. you know, I looked at him and I shook my head like, no, there's nothing else for me to do. Mm. And at that time there wasn't, you know, that's the thing you like, it takes time to get through to a different place. There wasn't anywhere else for me to be, Mm. but I didn't see like in the antis at Johnston book, like there was space being made for a new life or a new, Mm. you know, and that I would feel very comfortable and happy and have friendships in that life. But at, when you're in the bottom of that pit, it's, it's painfully, you know, it's painful. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, um, struggled a lot and, you know, I, I distanced myself from a lot of friends just cause I was trying to deal. I was just trying to figure out my way. And, you know, I can say now, it's changed a lot. I, some friends like you, some friends have just fallen away and whether or not that's because of drinking or whatever, um, you know, other life stuff, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. They've just fallen away. And, and the difference is that I'm just, I'm fine with that. It's fine. And the friendships that I, that have remained or that have come back are just so much better, you know, yeah. um, they're just so much better. I didn't, I realized how big of a part it played in all of my relationships. It's, you know, it's like, me and Holly and the alcohol and the, and when you take away that, it's like when you take a family member away, it's like, Whoa, how do we be with each other? You know? I mean, my mom and I had a, she was one of my biggest, you know, we had, we drank together, drank a lot of wine together and it was really hard for me to know how to be with her and cause other people's habits and lifestyles don't change. Yeah. So and you so, yeah. find that they changed, but, but also, I mean, I found, I found that other people have, I mean, I've, I've just found that some people have kind of met me where I'm at, you know, um, mm-hmm. and haven't, you know, and, and have been able to just enjoy time together without drinking. I mean, I know, I know for a fact, <laughs> my family drinks way less, um, now that I, I don't drink. And I know that, um, like some, you know, I'll be with some people when I, like, for instance, when I was in, when I was in Sicily with that, that dear friend who, who I did end up going to Italy with, we would go out some nights and I would be like, get drunk for me. Just drink that whole fucking bottle. Just act normal, please. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Well, right. Fucked. Cause you're embarrassed because you're or not embarrassed. No, I wasn't embarrassed. I wasn't oh. embarrassed at all. I just didn't. I like, I was like, here is what it was for me. Like, so for me, my experience was never, I was never in pain when I went out to those when I went out, I actually like, I forced it to some large degree. I was just determined from, from the get go 
to, to still have my life and to still act exactly as I had. Um, and even, you know, and press the limits of my, of my, you know, inhibitions while I was sober. Mm-hmm. And so my experiences out were, they were fantastic, you know, because I was forcing myself to act like Annette, you know, like I would, I, you know, if people were walking, staying out till 4am, I was out with them until 4am and this, oh my God. you know, and, and like, yeah. And I like, cause I wanted to prove to myself, like I can fucking do this, you know, like I can be in my, I can actually be me, you know, like I can still find the parts of me that can act, that can act like a nutball, you know, even though I'm sober. Um, cause that was for me, one of the biggest tragic parts of it. Like I was, um, I was so, I was, when I was drunk, I was just, I was an animal, you know, and not in a bad way. I was like, a, I was, I was a fun, adorable animal, you know, and I was funnier and all those sorts of stuff. And so I just like wanted to find those parts of me that could still that could still, you know, like be ridiculous um, right. and, you know, and sober. And so I forced it a lot in the beginning. But, um, you know, for me, I, I think um, when I – it wasn't just because – I, I wanted, I wanted it like after a certain point, I just, I miss that other people, like, you know, we were saying I wasn't, you know, like I, I, my, my life did start to close down a bit because I wasn't invited to some of the, the things that I had been invited to before. And because also my, my, the stuff, it did start to become boring, you know, very quickly it started to become boring, you know, being right. drunk people. I would, ex- and I started exiting out of parties at 10 PM at night. Once I could tell like, you know, there'd just be like this like change in the energy in the room. And I would just be like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to somebody and have them repeat the same thing to me three times. But, right. you know, um, that wanting, wanting him to get drunk in Sicily was because I just wanted people to act like they would normally act. Yeah. You know? I was no. just like, Oh totally. God, just can we please pretend like I'm drinking with you? And can you just do what you would normally do when you're drinking? <laughs> and, you know, can we just like, I, cause I, you know, for me to some very large degree, I had very, my inhibitions were lowered, you know, my, that was it. Like that, to be honest, like one of the biggest that changes for me was I just started being who I was, you know, I would say the things that I would say, I would do the things that I would do when I was drunk, when I was sober, just because I like, I loved that belligerent part of me and, and right. like best way of the, using the word belligerent. And so I just, I wanted, you know, I wanted to meet people, you know, I wanted, I wanted people to, to kind of meet me there. And I, I wanted to be around, you know, my friends when they were a little silly. And so, yeah. I, and feel like, you know, like I could, you know, we could still have those, those, you know, those moments, you know, and it wasn't this like new weird force thing. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. God, that was not my experience at all. It's just fat. It's like amazing to me that, I wanted to be able to do that, but I, you know, I, I just, um, it's just a very strange thing when you realize who someone who has been really social their entire lives re- all of a sudden realizes like, wait, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that right now. Yeah. And it's, um, it's a strange land, man. It is a very strange land. It is. Now I, um, I am some days, you know, because it was such a, it's such a slow growth, you know, it was, Mm -hmm. there's, there's, you know, there's so many facets to this. There's so many facets to this and there's so much that evolved through it and there's, and I evolved through it. You know, I grew up tremendously and I matured and I also grew spiritually and, and, you know, not only, you know, it had, there's, there's so little that, you know, the sobriety part of it is, 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 is of course huge, but you know, in the end, what's, what's really happened for me is that I've just become a much, a much, um, you're a different person. Yeah. I'm a different, I'm, but I'm still the same, you know, and there's that, there's like, I'm a different, but I'm still the same, you know, it's hard to say, like, I'm a different person. It's almost like you're more, you're more you. Don't you feel like you're more you more, more you than you were before. Oh yeah. No, I don't even like, I, I am, I am a 5 million percent. I always say 5 million. Why is 5 million my goddamn go-to number? <laughs> I'm 492,000% more myself. I'm, I, I just am, you know, I'm in my skin, I'm comfortable and, you know, and I don't, 
I don't know. I just don't feel like I need to put anything on anymore, you know, which isn't to say that I don't put it on, but you know, it's, it's just, I'm, yeah. yeah. But I, I just, I, it's hard to say it other than just to say it's for me, it's, you know, the drinking is kind of the like prelude to the, to the, to the truth of the matter, which is you grow up and you evolve and as mm-hmm. people grow up and people evolve, not everyone comes along, you know, <laughs> and, and that's perfectly fine. What it has brought me is, is that I realize who I am without all of this stuff. And in, you know, what I've, I feel like my relationships, my friendships now are, are, you know, better than they, than they ever were before. And those are the people that I knew before and new people, you know, it's just, I need, I need those friendships in a, in a different way. And it's a more real way and a less like (laughs) codependent way. I don't know how to, I don't know. I, I just, those things are better. Um, they're, they're far better, but there's a period of adjustment and sometimes like, and for me, it was painful adjustment and it's still ongoing. And, um, you know, having the trust, like when you're, I have a lot of people that say to me, do I need to change my friends? Do I need to change my life? And it's like, you don't, you don't need to do anything. It'll just happen. It's going to happen. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's not, it's, it's, you know what it is? It's just like everything else. It's like our willful, our willfulness means nothing. Like it just, it means you have to let it go. you have to let go you accept like that you just you you kind of have to accept like what's you really truly exactly you you do your best but you also you let go of the desired outcome and you just you you essentially keep the wonderment and the excitement about what is going to unfold for you and what can happen for you which is easier said than done but but oh and yeah no but this i i want to add this part in because i was just having a conversation yesterday too the other piece is like some people just will not understand and and that you you know and that is not just friendships but that's family and your significant others they won't understand what, what it is, you know, how I felt this really big need to have people understand what was happening, what happened to me. Mm. And the truth is a lot of people won't. And, and, and I'm okay with that now. I understand it. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's different. That's taught me to how to, how to be a better friend. You know, I don't, I don't understand what some people are going through and, this is one of those subjects that's deeply misunderstood and, you know, often terrifying for people. It's like when I got divorced, I was shocked at, or separated. I was shocked at how many people kind of just didn't, you know, very good friends just didn't want to talk about it. Um, and I had another friend who had gone through and she's like, yeah, it's like almost like people think it's contagious. You know, they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to catch divorce. They don't want to catch relationship problems. Yeah. Um, and I think this falls into the same category. It's like, you know, not that people are worried they're going to catch, you know, being addicted to alcohol, but it shines a light for sure. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think like I, I boiled it down. I wrote down one time the 10, the 10 most common reactions you're going to get when you tell people that you don't drink. Um, you know, I think for me, I did not need people. I think I was quite the opposite in that I needed my family to understand that was important to me. Um, mm-hmm. But my, but I, when I look back over the last almost three years now, I really see it as just this very, very lone quest, this moment of where I moved away from actually before, I think all I did before was I needed everyone to understand where I'm coming from. Can't you see me? Can't you hear me? Don't you get it? And what I have moved, what I what I really feel like I did was, you know, and I can kind of see it breaking away that night that I went out and, 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 you know, and I decided I didn't want to go out drinking and get drunk and try and force friends into cabs anymore. You know, like I see like these, like this unfolding, it's almost like I can slowly see me putting together this little backpack and packing it with the things that I'll need. And then I just kind of turn and I walk. This has been a very, very like, personal journey for me where for where I've needed people along the way I've I've needed my friends and I've needed support team and all sorts of things but this was the, the I would say the period of my life where I just didn't need people to understand for the first time it was not it was just about it was 
solely for me about finding out who I was and doing this for me. And, and that's important for me. And that's important for me to say too, because in, in this, like we are saving our lives. Like I, you know, when I look at this, the whole thing for me was I, you know, I was on a pursuit of, of, of something and it was a pursuit for myself. And the thing that served me the most was that even in those painful moments and even in those beautiful rewarding moments that I just kept on going to my, you know, my true North and, you know, by myself. This was my lone journey and continues to be. I'm on, I'm heading out to, you know, in a week and a half, I head out to Rome again and I'm meeting a friend there like in the first couple of days. And I have some friends that live there now, but I'm going to walk around Rome again for for 30 days. And (laughs) and then I'm going to walk around Sorrento for another 10 days by myself on my own, figuring this out. Um, You know, because this is, this is such a, you know, the, the ultimate statement for me to this is this is a very, very, very personal journey and a very, very lone journey that you and you meet people along the way, but it is, it is yours. Absolutely. No, I, and I love that. Like, I love it, love it, love it. And, you know, I have to say, like, I, I've, I, um, obviously care a lot less than now what people think. I mean, I, I, I just don't. I know, yeah. well, obviously. <laughs> but but that was really paralyzing for a long time, you know, and and not and realizing that coming to that place was like, oh, thank God, you know, thank God. And it's and it's not only okay, but I welcome it. I accept people not understanding it's fine. It's it's just part of the deal. And um so not giving a fuck. I think like I th- I was thinking earlier, I'd love to have just a short episode on how, you know, how one starts to not give a fuck and what that means. <laughs> and what it means, because it can come <laughs> off as being a very fuck you thing. No, and, and, but, it's, but, it, but, and, and there's a piece of it that is that, but it's, it's, it's very not too. It's yeah. very, you know, compassionate and all of that. So anyway, yeah. I've, I, I feel think like, this is it. Yeah. I think we've, we've beat the shit out of it. And I think that we'll come back with much more cohesive, a much more cohesive topics. I think this is nice just to kind of like get it out just, um, oh, but, yeah. but I, no. I'd love to explore specific facets of this and, and, and also just provide a little bit clearer direction to, to people that are listening. I think this is it. I think I think we say goodbye. Au revoir. Sign off. Arrivederci. Arrivederci. And have a wonderful rest of your Sunday, dear. Yeah, you do the same. Right. Okay. Infinitely so